Maranatha, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. And, and uh, if, you, if you are here, you wouldn't be hearing this if you were not here. Then we're just glad you're here with us to gather around the Word of God and glean from it. What I believe God wants us to be focused on, we who are living in the last of the last days, we who are living in the end times, we who are living in the perilous times that the Bible spoke of, we who are, are here in this time, uh, for a time such as this, God has appointed us to be here. Uh, and to be part of what He is accomplishing uh, in spite of all that the devil is doing to try to thwart every promise of God, every purpose of God, and every person of God. That's you and me. Amen. Well, a friend of mine, I want to bring you a message today that I believe is going to help you as it has helped me as I've studied the Word of God over all of these years uh, to rest in the Lord, in the full assurance that He is in control and He is Lord to the glory of God. And in spite of every scheme of the enemy, <laughs> amen, we, we want to find courage and comfort from the Word of God. You know, the Bible said that the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning, that through the patience and comfort of the Scripture, that we might have hope. Hallelujah. Everything that God has, has inspired to be in the Bible, in the Word of God, is, is for, for us to, to be comforted with. That this counsel from God uh, to our heart and our life will bring us comfort in the midst of the chaos of living in a faulty body in a fallen world. Well, we welcome you today. You can tell I'm ready to get into the teaching. Are you ready to go with me on the subject, Finding Comfort in Perilous Times? Finding Comfort in Perilous Times and in Fearful Times times, if you please, because that's what this really, really is implying in the scripture when it said in the last days, perilous times will come. They are here marking the days that we are living. All right, I want you to turn with me in your Bible back in the old covenant to Psalm 2. Psalm 2, and I want to uh, give a premise to what we're going to be gleaning from this psalm uh, and, and what it says to us today, right in the middle of this pandemic, right in the middle of, of whatever the aftermath of this is going to be. Here's some things that God wants you and I, as His children, to know about Him. Amen. When it looks like everything is out of control. I want to state loud and clear, God is still in control. And that begins the, the premise of Psalm 2. And we're just going to take a few verses at a time instead of reading the whole psalm at once. We're going to try to not digest it all at once, but in portions uh, as we go forward in Psalm 2, beginning with verse 1. Here's the first premise of, of this psalm. God is on the throne. 
Amen. I want to say that again. God is on the throne. Jesus is Lord. He doesn't have some power. He doesn't have most of the power. Christ has all power over heaven and earth. And the, and, and, and the, the fact that, you know, in the old cartoons, I hate to use such a, 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 a you know, a trivial thing as that in troubled times, but, but I pray that you'll have a smile on your face when we are through. I, I pray that that frown will turn upside down by the time that we're through with this study. The courage and consolation of knowing that God is in control. He is on the throne. He is in control. 3,000 years ago, He promised mankind that His Son will triumph in history. And He is currently working out that purpose in history. God has the wisdom and the power to orchestrate all the evil of man to the victory of Jesus. <laughs> oh, friend of mine, make no mistake about it. You see, in the New Covenant... God, the Bible says that He is able, God is able to subdue everything to Himself. That means He's able to make everything work together. Even the things that are meant for evil, as it said in the Old Covenant in the story of Joseph, what you have meant for evil, He said to His brothers, God has meant for good. God was able to take what the enemy and, and these jealous brothers, <laughs> he was able to take that. He was able to take that and weave it into the fabric of his purpose to do good and to, and to, and not only to Joseph, but to do good to the nation of Israel through Joseph when it looked like everything was going in reverse. He learned the lesson that we need to learn. Because God's in control, He's able, amen, to make everything work together for good to them that love Him and are the called according to His purpose. Romans 8, 28, and 29. Praise God. Amen. Make no mistake about it, dear friend, today. God is in control. He has the wisdom and the power to orchestrate all the evil of man to the victory of Jesus. The world may appear to be out of control. The devil may appear to be winning. But what we're experiencing are the death throes of a worn-out world and the birth pangs of a new one. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, but before that occurs, this, as we know it, is going to have to pass away. Don't be upset by that. God has planned it from the foundation of the world. End-time events may be fearful in nature, and they are, but believers can find peace and comfort in the assurance of Psalm 2 that Satan is defeat will be defeated ultimately because he is defeated at the cross and Jesus will triumph as king of kings and lord of lords the signs of the times tell us that Jesus is at the gates of heaven ready to return at any moment to take his church out of this world the secret coming not the second coming when every eye will see him but the secret coming called the rapture hallelujah Keep your eyes on the eastern sky. Hallelujah. Keep your eyes on Jesus and live with an eternal perspective. 
rest in the confidence that while evil men scheme and Satan plots, God sits on his throne in heaven and laughs. Oh, you, wait a minute. I don't know if you heard what I'm saying here today. I'm going to say it again so you can give me a rousing amen in this listening audience. If you believe that Jesus truly is Lord, if you believe that God is not just powerful, but He is all-powerful, don't don't get that kind of perspective you saw in the cartoon when the devil's sitting on one side of, of the shoulder of someone uh, and trying to get them to do wrong and, and the angel is sitting on the other side and there's this tug of war. There may be a tug of war for your soul, tug of war for your heart in your own mind. But I want you to know something. When you surrender to Christ as your Savior and God as your Sovereign, repent of your sins and receive Jesus. Amen. The devil is defeated and God is exalted. And and when that battle uh, ensues, God always wins from that point forward. There's a battle for your will, but you have control over it, and you can choose to follow Christ, and you can choose to ascribe unto God the sovereign power and might that He has, and rest in full assurance and take courage, even in times like this. So I'm going to say this again. Rest in the confidence That while evil men scheme and Satan plots, God sits on his throne in heaven (laughs) and laughs. Oh, my friend, you say, is that in the Bible? Well, just continue with me as we go forward. This psalm begins with the author lamenting the world's condition. And aren't we all today? Aren't we all today? Uh, Look at the world. Look what has become. I mean, you don't even have to be as old as me. My youngest son has seen the change come. And he said, Dad, Dad, it's not like what it used to be. And I thought, Lord knows, it's not like what it used to be. Amen. The Bible spoke of the last days and said, Evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Well, friend of mine, it says the devil himself is walking about as a roaring, which means hungry lion, seeking whom he may devour. So listen to this carefully. Psalm 2, 1-3. Why are the nations in an uproar? And the peoples devising a vain thing. The kings of the earth take their stand, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed. Remember what it said in 1 John? The spirit of Antichrist is already working, but we have an unction from the Holy One to know all things, for greater is He that is in us than he that is in the world. And listen to what the kings of the earth and the rulers uh, of the darkness of this world who is ruling uh, governments and leaders of this world and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to verse 3. They tear their fetters apart and cast their 
cords. Let us tear their fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. Isn't that an, uh, an attitude to have today? We will not have this man, the Jewish nation says, rule over us. And now the whole world, speaking of Christ and speaking of God, says we will not come under God's rule. This is why a, a high-ranking angel became known as Lucifer, Diabolos, the devil, Apollyon. This is why he fell from heaven, because he rebelled against God's rule. He wanted to be, he wanted to be God. He was jealous of God. And he didn't want to come under God's rule. And we're in a world that is in rebellion against God's rule. That's why they hate us. That's why they hate the Word of God. And they hate us when we stand for or on the Word of God. They, they ran Samaritan's Purse field hospital literally, derided them, threatened them, spoke of them as evil when they put their life on the line to help people with this virus because there is a genuine hatred for the light in the world of darkness. The language of these verses rather... Uh, uh, well, listen, let, let me just... In the English translation, let me put this in a paraphrase into modern English for you. The psalmist is asking, Lord, why is it that everywhere I look in the world, the nations are in turmoil? Why are they always devising some vain thing to the glory of man? Things like the Tower of Babel, the Roman Empire, the League of Nations, and the United Nations. Why is it, Lord, that the presidents and prime ministers and kings of the earth are always conspiring against you and your anointed one, Jesus? Why is it? That the world's political leaders are always saying, let us put aside the limitation of God's, limitations of God's word and cast away his laws and do what we please. As you can see, dear friend, nothing has changed in 3,000 years. As in the time of David, the nations of the world today are still in full revolt against the Lord and his anointed. And so it is that Psalm 2 is just as relevant today, in this day, in this time, as if it were written yesterday. And I want to bring you the first comfort from the Word of God today in these verses and declare it is God's sovereignty. I want you to say that with me, God's sovereignty. We need to get into that deeper uh, now than I believe in ever before. The more clearly we see the sovereignty of God, the less fearful we are of the calamities of man. I want to say that again. The more clearly we see the sovereignty of God, the less fearful we are of the calamities of man. The fact that Satan rules as prince of this earth, the prince of the power of the air, does not mean that God has lost control. Satan is not omnipotent. He's not all-powerful. He has always operated within the limits pres prescribed by God. Uh, it's, it's like he is, he is a terrible beast, but he is on a leash, and God is holding the leash. The oldest book in the Bible, the book of Job, begins by picturing the devil, Satan, 
before the throne of God asking permission. Now, I want you to understand, if the devil had the power he claims, he wouldn't be asking God for anything. He'd be doing what he pleased. But he had to ask permission to afflict Job. Now, that tells us something, doesn't it? That tells us who is really in control. When it looked like everything in Job's life was out of control, God was still in control. He was in control then, and he is in control now. And the devil knows it, and it's high time that God's people figured that out and took courage and comfort from that fact and that reality. This this scenario that occurs is in Job 1, 6-11. And God God gives him permission for a purpose, to touch all that Job has, but denies him permission to take Job's life. Job 1 and verse 12 declares, and friend of mine, I want you to know, if the devil has to ask permission to do something (laughs) to me, uh, before we try to qualify that any any further, we, we can declare that God is in control. Hallelujah. The book of Daniel uh, makes it very, very, very clear that God is the one who raises up nations and puts them down. As Daniel puts it, he removes kings and establishes kings. In Daniel 2.21, Paul affirms this in the New Testament when he speaks of governing authorities and states that there is no authority except from God. Now when all the when everything when all the 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 aftermath of this thing that's occurring globally right now there will be literal governments shaken by this. God is going to lift some up and God is going to put some down. But as all the shaking is going on, God is in absolute control. Hallelujah. And God has a purpose in it, friend. Hallelujah. Comfort number two. God is not only sovereign, but God's not worried. In fact, he's laughing because he doesn't care. Not not because he doesn't care, but because he has the world's events under his absolute sovereign authority and control. Psalm 2 4 through 6, as we go forward, says, He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. <laughs> Friend of mine, I want you to know something today. It's not because he's not serious about our needs or serious about Satan's threats. He is laughing because he knows that the devil cannot supersede overrule and override his eternal purpose hallelujah for his people and for his kingdom and for his 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 anointed one jesus christ he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh the lord shall have them all of these people with all of these schemes and that are saying let's cast off his authority let's get rid of the bible let's get rid of christians let's get rid of the church let's get rid of these fetters that keep us from having full freedom to live in sin without conviction oh friend of mine that they 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 never stop rebelling until uh, they bow, someone bows their knees to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, repents of their sin. Amen. Listen, he that sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy 
hill Zion. He said, you tried to stop it. The devil's tried to stop it from day one. And he has failed in every scheme and every attempt. He said, in spite of it all, I'm still laughing every time you try to stop my my person and my purpose. Hallelujah. And my people. Yet, in spite of all of that, I have set my king upon my holy hill in Zion. You see, God laughs at Satan and all the politicians in league with him as they attempt to thwart God's purpose in history. He laughs for three reasons. First, the passage says, the Lord scoffs at them. The Hebrew here means literally, the Lord has them in derision, which means I got that kind of backwards. It means the Lord scoffs at them. That's what derision means. He he scoffs at them. He sneers at them. In short, this means that no matter what the devil does, God sees to it that it backfires in his face to the glory of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Satan is frustrated because of that. Satan has got to be the most frustrated personality on planet Earth. All his schemes ultimately fail. All his plots, sooner or later, they unravel. The cross is the classic example. Satan thought he had gained the greatest victory in the entire world. Instead, it proved to be a defeat. You know, the Bible said in the New Testament, if the princes of this world these rulers of this world, if they had known, and I don't believe it was just Pilate and, and Caesar's authority granted to Pilate. I'm talking about the rulers of the darkness of this world that is moving the people in this world. It's like chess pieces or checkers being moved on this planet by forces uh, that are spiritual in their nature. Listen to me very carefully today. The cross itself is the greatest example. Satan thought he gained a cosmic victory. Instead, it proved to be a defeat, a terrible defeat. And that's why the Scripture said, if the princes of this world had known, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Known what? If they had known that He's a wonderful Savior and that God's just trying to show them His love? No. If they had known God's plan to defeat and thwart Satan's plan to hold in bondage and take to hell every man, woman, boy, and girl on this planet, if they knew God's plan when Jesus was hanging on that cross, they would have took Him down. If they knew God's plan, they'd never let Him be put on there in the first place. God wouldn't have, Jesus wouldn't have had to call angels, which He could have, to deliver Him. They would have defended Him. Because they said, if He ever sheds His blood on that cross, <laughs> the jig is up. <laughs> Amen. It's over. You can ship their saddle back. Amen. Because they, they, it's over. In God's mind, and what happened at the cross, our victory is not something that is being accomplished. It has been accomplished, and it's being manifest now that it is accomplished. Oh, I'd like an amen somewhere out there. Say it louder. Hallelujah. Come on, help me preach this. I, I, I know this is a teaching time, but I feel such a strong anointing of the Holy Spirit today. Hallelujah. God took history's most most dastardly event 
and converted it into something so powerful and majestic through the power of the resurrection of Jesus. Hallelujah. God is not worried. In fact, He's laughing. Not because He doesn't care, but because He has the world's events under control. I'm going to read 4 through 6 again as we get ready to close. And I hate to quit. I hope you come back soon so we can get deeper into this. Words of counsel, words of comfort, hallelujah, from the Word of God. Amen. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. <laughs> hallelujah. We used to sing it in for the Sunday school kids. Ha, ha, hallelujah. Ho, 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 Hosanna. He, 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 he saved me, and I'm so glad he did. Oh, friend of mine, the joy of the Lord is still our strength today to bear up under the weight of living in the end times and in the perilous times. Amen. I, 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 God is laughing at every scheme of the devil. Make no mistake about it. Because he is in control, he is laughing. The battle is raging, <laughs> and God is scoffing at the devil. Amen. Do you understand today what the Spirit is saying to the church? God is not wringing his hands, and neither should we. Amen. God is not scratching his head and said, Oh, oh, look what the devil is doing. Look, look at the gains he's making. No, he's saying, No, no, it may look like it, but that is not the reality. That is not the truth. He may be making gains in your life because you haven't got a hold of this fact yet, but I believe it's time we put a, uh, we put a stop to Him taking anything else from us because God is on the throne and God is in control and greater is He that's in us than He that is in the world. And and not only does Jesus have all power over heaven and earth, but the Bible said that, that He has given us this Christ with this victory and power has given to us power Listen, because He has all power, He can delegate it to whom He chooses. And He's delegated to every child of God. Behold, I give you power over not some, not most, but all the power of the enemy. Praise God. Hallelujah. A friend of mine, I'm going to tell you, this, this, is, this has been one of the quickest half-hour broadcasts that I believe we have ever done because we're in to a time when it would be so easy to, to see what looks like the devil making such gains and not understand that God wants to send a Holy Ghost revival and restore unto the church the authority and the power that is rightfully ours, that we might not be defrauded because we are discouraged and distracted right now by the what the devil is doing. He's, he's walking about as a roaring lion. Listen, Listen, 
devouring anybody that you know. He's walking about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. There are people on this planet that he may not devour, and I'm one of them. And I'm going to, this, you may feel like he's gnawed you and almost <laughs> destroyed you. I'm going to tell you, if you're a child of God, hallelujah, God is a shield. I love what David said when it looked like his enemies were going to overtake him and overcome him. Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. My glory and the lifter of my head. Thou, O Lord, art a shield about me, my glory, and the lifter of my head. I wonder if you would say that, if you've just heard enough already about how great and mighty and powerful God is, and how sovereign He is, and how He's able to make everything, even this thing, work together for good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose. A friend of mine, God's purpose is going to triumph over every one of Satan's schemes. He's going to turn it all around. What the enemy means for evil, God means for good. And I believe something good is going to happen to you. Something good is going to happen to you because Jesus has conquered in spite of all that the enemy tried to do to stop it. And the place he did it is very telling, isn't it? He triumphed over Satan through the cross. What looked like was the greatest defeat that they could ever imagine turned out to be the greatest triumph and the greatest victory. Today, because of that cross, if you don't know Christ, you can come to Him today, and hell can't stop you, and demons can't stop you, and the devil himself can't stop you. If you repent of your sin, kneel at the foot of the cross, and cry out, Lord, forgive me, save me. Shield me from the enemy of my soul. God will abundantly pardon you and Jesus will set you free. Hallelujah. Friend, don't run from Him. Run to Him. The hour is late. Jesus is coming soon. This is a dangerous day. There's a hiding place for you and me in Jesus. Jesus.